everybody. My name is Ryan Shear, and we are back with another episode of Small Business Chronicles. This show is bringing you tips, advice, tricks, inspirational stories to help you in your journey of entrepreneurship. We all know it's a huge undertaking when you decide to go out there and put a business on your shoulders and try to keep walking. And one of the biggest things that we run into is time. I had a I had an old manager, and I would just throw time at things. And that, that was my solution for them. And sometimes time doesn't work. And sometimes just throwing time at things does not solve the problem. Uh, most studies say after about eight to 10 hours a day, you're not as effective. And, and there's a whole lot of reasons and, and family life, work-life balance that you need to try to reclaim some of that time in your life. So today, I am honored to have Pete Moore of Simplifying Entrepreneurship on with me. And we're going to sit and talk for the next 20 minutes, half hour about how you get guys out there uh, in your entrepreneurship journey can get some of that time back. How are you doing today, Pete? I'm doing awesome, Ryan. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to have this conversation today. Hey, me too. Uh, it, it's something it, when we were pre-talking before we went live, uh, it, it's a thing we all run into. Uh, mm-hmm. I just got married a couple months ago. Uh, my wife doesn't appreciate it when I'm at the office 13 hours a day or, hey, come watch this movie with me. And I'm balancing my laptop and answering phone yep. calls while we're trying to have family time. So when you were talking to me about getting your time back, how does one that has the entrepreneurial spirit and drive reclaim that time in your life? You know, Ryan, it's um, it's it's complex, but it's easy. <laughs> it's, it's a bit of both. And I think I love, you know, there's a marketer I really love out there. His name's Dean Jackson. And Dean Jackson, I heard him say on this podcast once, there are only 24 hours in a day. You can't buy more and you can't use less. But it's really, it's your time. And you need to prioritize whatever it is that's most important to you. And as a newlywed, and congratulations on that, man, that's awesome. Thank you. Love that. Um, but as a newlywed, I mean, priorities shift, right? As new business owners, priorities shift. We always have these priorities that shift our lives around. But one of the beautiful things about being a business owner is that you control your time. You control your time. And you can say no and you can say yes depending on how you prioritize things so when you think about that um you know it's we get habitualized ryan into working right we just do and i think most entrepreneurial type people are like i can do it i could do it and sometimes i can do it better than anyone else and you know these different these different sort of things that race through our heads but but ultimately there's more to life than work. And I think, you know, for those who have been at it a while, which most of my clients have been at it a little while, and they're kind of saying, you know, I put in the one, two, three years to get this ramped up. I was okay with the 50, 60, 70 hours a week. That's just part of getting a business going and I get it. But now what? And those one to three years type thing, as you're ramping up and you're working those 70 hours a week, we get habitualized into working all this time. And we kind of forget sometimes what it's like to actually live a little bit of life too, and enjoy some freedoms, go for a kayak, go for a run, go for a movie, you know, go on a vacation, maybe even, which a lot of, you know, those startup entrepreneurs don't even take vacation, but ultimately, you know, uh, we get into business to escape some of the pain points and pressures of maybe a corporate life or maybe something we've had in the past, or we're looking towards, which is 
instead of escaping stuff, I always like to get into business for another reason, which is I have a passion and I have, you know, I, I can make a difference. And we have this sort of philosophy around we can do things that's going to help either society or what our, our, our ideal market. And from that side of things, it's I always look at this and saying you can put in so much time, but then what? And it, there comes a time where I've, I've come up with this sort of philosophy and I call it, you know, earn your CPA for business owners. And that's not your chartered professional accountancy, like most CPAs in business. It's around the mastery of your communication, your process management, and your accountability within your business. And when you start to think about that from a leadership perspective, if you're an awesome communicator, you have your process out of your head, out of your crazy mind, you know, entrepreneurs are crazy minded, right? Ryan, you know, we're always going, we're always going and always got, you know, it's like squirrel, you know, that kind of stuff, but you know, getting the process out of your head and into some sort of format, whether it's, you know, descripted, uh, on, on literature or whatever the case is, whether it's in video format or audio format, cause your team will learn in different ways. Uh, and then aligning and assigning accountability, which is the final piece to freedom on that, right? We need to communicate what the goals are. We need to lay it all out in concise, simple process. And then we need to actually hand it over. So give me some practical, because this makes absolute perfect sense. Because in my entrepreneurship journey, and even in my corporate journey, this is a system that I've had to adopt in some level or another to just move up, to make it, to, to be, cause you mentioned squirrel brain and yeah. I, I am, I am, I am the poster child of squirrel brain. And that is, that, that is that you too. And that is fine, but that's what makes us. That's what gives us that drive. That's what gives us that passion. That's what, oh, I'm going to set up a 3D render farm this weekend. So now that, you know, it's going to be a weekend project. And then six weeks later, you're still devoting all of your time to it. Or if it's an insurance agency or if it's a whatever. So your, your first step to see, uh, explain a practical for communication. Explain some practical examples of how to implement that in your everyday entrepreneurial life. Yeah, well, I just got back from Vegas. I was um, down speaking at a conference for a bunch of dance school owners and they have, you know, 700 dance school owners at this conference. And I'll go through that because I literally just experienced it. And we were talking about the CPA and, you know, first of all, it, it really starts with your promise. I have this other sort of framework called the five P's and I'll give them to you quickly, but because it all links in together. But the five P's, everything starts with your promise. So what's your client's problem? How do you take them uniquely through that problem to a better life? The, the transformation from their problem to a better life, right? That's the promise. And then we align and assign the, pro, the, the product or service, if you're a service-based business, the process, the people, which is your ideal client, your ideal teammate, and your ideal suppliers that help deliver your promise so that you can have the right amount of profit because you're not going to have a whole lot more time back until you have enough profit to buy other people's time. Remember, there's only 24 hours in a day, right? So the idea here is we need full alignment of this. So if you understand your promise and you're shouting that out to everybody, all the people in all the different areas, and they align, culturally align with that, then it's up to you to get into the process management piece because what 
The biggest issue with a lot of small business owners in particular is that most of the process for their entire organization is in their head and it has to come out. You could never align and assign the process that's in your head to someone else. No, ever. we don't have that Bluetooth capability yet. <laughs> Because we all have our own nuances on how we think and what we feel is sure. logical. We all feel logical is this thing that everybody understands, but there's people that are more emotional or that, that will see things differently, or maybe just has a preference that this is the way that it's done. And you got five parts of this process, but only, you know, how part two expects part five. So I, I, I get it because I've struggled with that myself. Yeah. So, I mean, I love tools. I love different uh, little bits of technology and a couple of pieces. One of the one of the big things these days that everybody's talking about is ChatGPT. You know, if you're struggling to get process down, type it into ChatGPT and let some process happen for you, and then just tweak it out, right? Because basically, you know, here's another way of doing it that we love to use. We record a video on Loom. I don't know whether you use Loom or not, Ryan, but it's a great tool where you can, it's just got a little circle and you know, you can have a, a, your video there and then you're, you're displaying your screen and talking through what's going on on your screen. So if it's a computer-based process, you can literally show the person on your screen as you're talking them through the process, take that process, transcribe it in a tool like Otter, which is is uh, free, so Otter AI, and then you take Otter and you throw it into ChatGPT and you tell it to write your manual for you. So, I mean, there are so many ways. We used to think, well, one of the biggest um, problems with getting process into ways that other people understand it is it's going to take too much time. That's what we said to ourselves, right? We're getting back to the time issue. It's like, oh, I don't have three days to write a process manual on this, on this, but you don't need it anymore. Technology takes care of this stuff. Uh, yeah, and, and to interject, I was I've been on Chat GPT, OpenAI, AI programs yeah. for since yeah. I, I I'm a big tech nerd, so so I've been playing with them since the beginning, and it's a yeah, little bit too. of a fight be, be, because before for for the last twenty years or longer, you tell the, your computer what to do, you mm -hmm. type it in, you give it commands, you set up the automations if you have them. Now it's becoming reverse that mm -hmm. I don't know how to get from point A to point B. I know I want to get there. So you can take advantage of the tools you want and go to chat GPT and say, draw me a map from point A to point B. And it gives it to you. You take that and it's not, it's not gospel. There's some adjustments no. you're going to have to make yeah, to that. For sure. But man, if you talk about taking time out of my day, chat GPT, Otter, like you said, there's other things that are transcribers, mid-journey, sure. everything. Uh, uh, OpenAI is integrated with Excel now. There's so much out there that now you can just ask it. The, the best real quick thing on ChatGPT that you can do is ask it what it needs to help you. And now we, we're living in this age that you have ideas and your computer is now telling you how to execute those ideas. And you don't even have to write the process half the time. It's so good. It's so good. And so I think the biggest thing for a lot of entrepreneurs over the last, you know, millennia has been just getting stuff out of their head in a format that other people can understand to take action upon. Because here's the thing, we make about 35,000 decisions a day. And if you're making all of those decisions as the business owner, that's a problem, right? Decisions need to be made at the lowest level of the organization. 
I'll say that one more time because I think it's really important. Decisions need to be made at the lowest level of the organization. If you're not allowing that to happen and you're injecting because people keep coming back to you and saying, hey, uh, what should we do here? Hey, what should we do here? Um, should we get this done or are you okay with this? All of those things, there you have not aligned and assigned accountability yet. If somebody's asking you that question, think about the question to ask them back, which would be, what would you do if I wasn't here today? That's an excellent point because it, and I want to drive that home because I think employees run into this all the time. Uh, mm -hmm. Micromanaging bosses, stuff like that, that, that you have to find your voice and your way to do your own job without help, without that yeah. crutch of somebody else. And as an entrepreneur, you need to be that type of person that if you're going to delegate out something, you're delegating it out. Because now if you micromanage, you're just managing more people because now you're managing the manager that manages the other people. So instead of just managing the manager, which is what you should be doing, now you're managing everything down the line. Yeah, it's crazy. And, and it's, uh, and you can't handle it. You know, there come, there comes a time where you've reached the ceiling, right? And there is no more. Uh, so that's where growth stops. And from my perspective, if you're the owner of the business or the manager of the business, you need to level up on that stuff. And the only way to level up is to get the process down in a way that other people understand it, communicate with clarity the expected results, the good and the bad of how things can look so that you can then say, this is yours now. And you move what I call from the detail to the dashboard. No, and I think that's an excellent way to do that. Do you have any practical tips on, on and you've already given us a bunch, so just before we move to accountability, because I think that's yeah. huge. Yeah. Uh, is, is there any more about process that you want to get our listeners? Yeah, involved? you know, um, for those, like I'm not uh, a trained NLP guy, but from the, for, if you are interested in NLP, you know, the, the, the sort of idea that I mentioned a little bit earlier is people learn in different ways. And I am a Colby certified coach. And from the Colby side of things, the Colby assessment, we take action in different ways. So not only do we absorb energy and information in different ways, we also take action in different ways. So when you look at the process side of things, process can't just be uh, a process manual. Some people want to look at it, watch it, hear it, see it, read it. People want detail. They want checklists. They want things in different lengths and formats. So basically what I'm saying here is that technology allows us to give a lot of that a whole lot easier than it ever did before. And getting started is 70% of the way of getting done with this stuff. So my suggestion to anybody listen, listening here is whether you're a one-man show or whether you've got you know, 20 people under you or 100 people under you, process management, you know, communicate what you need done and and why you need it done the communication piece the process piece you know we're always there's no perfect process ryan but we're always trying to perfect them and we're always trying to gradually make it a little bit better and a little bit better but if you don't have any that's a problem absolutely the the only other thing that i'd want and i want to ask you this question too because you seem the type you got to ask this i think in a lot of processes there's always going to be on um uh, anomalies in how that process yep. works. Yep. And you, you, you said something very important that we're always trying to perfect that process. And sometimes you mm -hmm. can get lost down that rabbit hole is yeah. no process is going to be perfect. No. You're, you're trying to make a process. If you're dealing with customers, employees, whatever that deals with the masses with as little bit of confusion as you can get. But that also means 
there's going to be some, there may yeah. be a little notch or eddy in your process. It's going to catch somebody once in a while, but that yeah. doesn't mean you have to go back and redesign the whole process. It's going to happen. Your process is to minimize that. You're still going to have some of that. Yeah, for sure. And that's the difference between what I call negotiable and non-negotiable process. So non-negotiable process is this is the way we answer the phone within 30 seconds or whatever the case, you know, whatever the, we turn the lights on in the morning. Like every time if we're opening the store, we turn the lights on. That's non-negotiable. The lights got to be on to open the store. Then there's, ne there's negotiable stuff, which is what I sort of also term as managerial discretion. And the managerial discretion is when you have those anomalies around your process, and that's when you have the clear picture of what the promise is and how you're taking your clients from their pain point to their better life. And the cult, you're culturally integrated. Most of those decisions get made properly. And when they don't, you as the leader, that's your chance to step in. That's your 10% of what you need to do in process after you've set it all up. Because before you used to do 100%. So that's how you get your time back. Absolutely. Now let's move on to accountability. Let's mm. finish this out. We got communication yeah, yeah. processes. Now we're down to accountability, mm -hmm. which for hard-headed, stubborn ass bags like me is probably the hardest one mm. to adopt in this system. It always is. It always is. And you know what? Um, all I can say is that if you're having a hard time releasing accountability, then you need to go deeper into your why. You need to go deeper into why you're in business. And you need to go back sometimes, sometimes you gotta reel it up. Like, I'll, I'm gonna use you as an example. We're, we're chatting here, Ryan. You just got Absolutely. married. You just got right. married, man, right? Things are Absolutely. going to change, right? And they have changed uh -huh. already in three months, right? Absolutely. They've already changed and they're gonna change more. And so the bigger why for you is your life. And because you actually have a business that supports your life, then you need to do whatever you need to do in order to live the life that you want to live. And that's the beauty of entrepreneurship, isn't it? We can actually design our businesses to support our life instead of us always supporting our business. And that's, that's the accountability piece until we actually hand off with comfort, the accountability and align and assign that I have this other thing called the four A's of accountability, and they are address it, assess it, align it and assign it. So address what needs to be done, assess it, like what needs to be changed, align it onto your accountability chart. Some people call that an organizational chart. I still like the word accountability chart because organizational chart to me is just a title. Accountability chart is what the heck do you do in the, in the, in your business and assign it to that person, right? It's like, okay, Jim, you own this now. And basically I've now moved from detail to dashboard. So I set up my metrics around the dashboard information that I need from Jim in order to tackle that from my level as I move up the accountability chart as the owner so that I can enjoy more freedom. Because if I don't, I'm not gonna see my new wife. Absolutely. And, and that, that's the hard part of letting go using this process and regaining your time is, is that last step of, of mm -hmm. just being accountable to you yourself. And there's many different forms of accountability too. Sure. Uh, sure. you know, I, I, I do side marketing, you know, my friends, all of my friends are entrepreneurs, all of my friends. Yeah. 
and I get calls 15 times a day, you know, Hey, what do I do about this? How do I do this? How do I post on this? What's the best way to do this? And there's a time you got to go, dude, I, I work eight to five. This is where I'm at. That's what I do. And you have to make those tough decisions and you have to do that. Where else do you feel accountability expresses itself once you implement it? Because we're talking to people and the people that are going to get this, this, this whole CPA system is mm -hmm. looking at it like either this mountain, this climb, this thing that they should yeah. do, but they're going to do later, like weight loss, they're doing whatever. So tell me some success stories of you introduced the CPA mm -hmm. method to somebody yourself or whatever. What is the other side of implementation of this look like to you in a realistic manner? Yeah. Well, you know, one of my clients uh, has been in business for 10 years. I started working with him about two years ago and he hadn't taken a vacation yet that he was away from his cell phone or away from the ability to, for people to get in touch with them pretty much every day. So I said, well, that's not, that's not a vacation. That's actually working from a different location and remote works pretty easy these days. <laughs> so, you know, for a lot of, for a lot of business owners anyway. And I said, like, do you want to actually take some free time? Do you want, and I, so I've got you know, there's a lot of different people that, that use uh, frameworks around time, but I've got this framework around time with my planning system that I use every day and it's free time, focus time, flex time and floor time. So free time is how much free time do I want in a day in a week in a month in a year? Flex time is the amount of time that I'm spending to plan my free time or my focus time. Focus time is focus time. That's where you make your money and do all the st stuff you need to do to keep business rolling. And then floor time. I'm a retailer too. You know, uh, we also own some shoe stores. So I need to spend floor time with my team and with my clients on floor time or floor time in my coaching business would be actually here on Zoom or whatever the case is, as I'm working with um, clients one on one or with, you know, like I said, speaking down in Vegas or speaking wherever at any conference uh, around the world. So basically those kind of things are how you align your time so that you can actually live the life that you want to live through the accountability. And you can't until you start getting some of these larger frameworks and drilling down into seeing sort of all the processes involved, then we're actually taking some of that process and moving the stuff out that we're either not good at or don't like to do, or just, you know, because ultimately when you work in your love, it's own the stuff that you're truly unique at and the stuff that you truly excel at in your business. And so does everybody else on your team. Things go really well because your team they're working with you because they believe. They believe in the culture. They believe in the promise. They believe in you as the business owner, and they actually want to make decisions for you. Now it's time on the accountability side to let them make it. Because when you do, I'll use my prime example is my, uh, my own shoe stores. The last three months, I have not been around all that much. I work about a day a week in our shoe stores now. And we've had the best three months, uh, best uh, April, May, and June, and best July, actually, because now we're recording here in early August, that we've ever had. And I have been the least I've been involved with uh, that business in 13 years. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I think everything that you're saying speaks for itself. Uh, even one of the reasons why I love doing this podcast is I learn every day stuff in my journey. And sir, I I've taken a lot of notes as we've sat in here, talk sat in here, uh, 
and discussed the CPA, the Fs, the yeah. the 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 P's, the all of it. You are an <laughs> alphabet. You are you are like the the alphabet of information. I can just see you doing like a Sesame Street thing of P's for. You know, Ryan, I need this uh, stuff process. to keep my mind straight, and it's only right? through these sort of uh, these sort of structures that I can keep it all together in in how I sort of disseminate information. And it's like, hey, if I run this process, it's going to make sense. So I've done a lot of this stuff just because I needed it myself. <laughs> and isn't that amazing? You do you do that, and I think that's one of the the ingenuities of innovation is that you you have to do this for you, and then you yeah. tell your buddy about it. You're like, man, this has a practical application mm. everywhere. Uh, well, yeah. let us know how to get a hold of you. Let us know how the listeners can get a hold of you and, and uh, simplifying entrepreneurship. And how, how do we get in contact with you and learn more, Pete? Yeah, sure. Well, the best way really is just to go over to simplifyingentrepreneurship.com. I mean, it's nice and simple. Um, if you like sort of PDF downloads and stuff, I've got lots of different things there. But the one that's sort of out there these days is at simplifyingentrepreneurship.com forward slash laws, L-A-W-S. And it's the 10 laws of moving from operator to owner, which is some of the stuff we've been talking about today, right? Like take Take where you are, and if you want to move into that owner's box and get some time back, then download that little PDF, and it'll give you some stuff to think about. Absolutely. And you have a podcast, too. Go ahead and plug I that. Uh, yeah. I, I got to compliment you on your voice. You've got that voice. Yeah. Like I, Thanks, I'm running man. through a board, and I'm, I'm putting things in there because I hate mine. But you've got that <laughs> voice. you got that voice I'll aspire to. So how, how do you get well, to that podcast? Yeah, it's it's nice and simple. It's called Business Owner Breakthrough. And they're little short clips, uh, maybe about, you know, in around the 10 minute mark. And it's always sort of one thing that just drives you to owner from owner or from operator to owner so that you can enjoy that too and have more freedom in your life. Because that's why we got into business. We got into business not to be a slave to our business. Our business actually should be promoting and uplifting what it is we want out of life. And I think that's uh, that's really the the beauty of being a business owner. Well, thank you so much, Pete. Uh, go visit him. Go show him some love. Uh, thank you so much for taking your time out. I think you've been very beneficial to what this show's about and and what my listeners are looking for. Until next episode, guys. Take care of each other. Thanks so much. <laughs>